0: Doug and Marty versus the world is sponsored and paid for by Marty McLendon, Doug Bassler and Prologue Digital Advertising Agency. Round 1, go. I don't want to brag. I'm well, uh, sure you Alf- do. Alvin wants to brag, but oh. uh, I love that. <laughs> uh, it's Doug and Marty versus the world. I just happen to be Doug Bassler.
1: and I'm still Marty McClendon. And that really was a great opening. This is, uh, in my
0: opinion, right. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was a, a grasping at uh, easily grasped at straws. Alvin Bragg, district attorney uh, for the 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 city of New York, or is it the state of New York? I think it might be the state of New York. I don't know. So over there, whatever New York City is, the state of New York. Um, indicted, uh, a sitting president never happened before. This is a, this is a can of proverbial worms. Um, I'm hoping that we can get some, um, uh, you know, red States, South Carolina, Florida, maybe their prosecutors can indict, you know, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton.
1: I've, I've seen a lot of memes stuff about Obama kind of funny. It's like, Oh, you can be indicted for X, Y, and Z. we know that the corruption, Biden, Clinton, uh, even some things in the past that there's been things that always happen. And they're like, oh, it's, remember when Hillary Clinton's uh, broke those phones and it bleached bit her computer. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, uh, what Comey said, no reasonable attorney would go after this, right? So you have this very political um, motive going after President Trump, right? Yeah. And this, but yeah, yeah I think. You think this
0: is political?
1: Yeah, think right. So this guy <laughs> made his campaign promise was he's gonna get Trump, right? Of course they've yeah. been trying to get Trump for since he, before he was elected, right? Uh during the when he was actually the nominee, they're like, Oh no, yeah, to win,
0: right? There is a there's a verse in the Bible, I'm not exa- exactly sure where, but I know it's in there about digging a pit and falling into it, rolling a stone yes. and have it roll back on you.
1: Yes, yes,
0: and yes. these these Pits that they're digging. For example, there was a prophecy uh, a while back. I would say maybe pre-Trump that Barack Obama was going to be indi- was going to be impeached after he was out of office. Now that was the case with Donald Trump. Donald Trump was out of office, and they had they impeached him, yes. right. And had a trial. Yeah. Yeah. So he wasn't even the president. Right. And we always thought impeachment was to, you know, to have the Senate remove the president. And so they've set a precedent now. Mm-hmm. That means you can get impeached even when you're not a sitting president. So um, so that was interesting. And this thing about now minor people. And I, if you remember. Years ago, you and I were on the show and I was talking about that, that Uh, judge in Hawaii that put a restraining Mm -hmm. order on the president. I'm like, who the blank does he think he is? He's some little podunk federal judge in Hawaii saying you can't, the president can't do his job that he don't have. And, and, but yet somehow it was allowed to happen. Right. And so these things are, um, you know, the weaponization, particularly of the justice system is a, that's a, that's a two-edged sword, brother. That, can, come, that can cut sword.
1: both ways, baby. <laughs> then God talked about a double-edged sword as well, to be the truth. This is one of those things, though. Law-abiding citizens will follow the law, as long as it's not unconstitutional, or whatever, uh, in, a, in affliction or against our beliefs, right? Um, but the left, or those that we see now, they only apply the law when it suits them. When when the law is applied against them, they're like, no, 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 that doesn't count. Well, who would do this? There there's got to be an equal application. Is Hillary this- Clinton,
0: what yeah. difference does it make at this point, right? Exactly. I mean, that right. was like three months ago, and this is uh, this supposed crime. Mm-hmm. Is over seven years ago, which is even beyond the statute of limitations.
1: Yeah. Right? For so Mr. there's just- two years for a felony, it's five years. And they're saying that in certain circumstances, they can pause since he moved out of state. That's that's total baloney, right? The first, this Alvin Bragg guy who made a promise to go after the president, right? That fulfilling his promise. And most, even Democrat attorneys are going, this doesn't have a case. There's no legs to this, if you will. But they said that you can indict a ham sandwich if you if you come before a grand jury, but you only get to hear one side of the story. Here's all the charges. Here's the proof we're going to present. Uh, can we get an indictment? So that's what happened. Thirty four charges stemming around the same charge, which basically is uh, thirty four different times they're they're alleging that he falsified documents, legal documents in in New York, where he was paying. Michael Cohen, the guy that was convicted for lying, the guy that served jail time, the guy that represented the, the Stormy Daniels and so forth. This guy is his testimony. Yep. Uh, and since Trump paid him for legal services, they're saying that was a payback uh, for Stormy Daniels, and therefore, because he lied about it, it's now a felony. Which those are misdemeanors, even at the worst, brother.
0: I can't and- believe how many you know, congressmen, senators. Governors and everybody else that are going to have to go back now and make line items for all the hush money they paid out for all the affairs they've had, uh, brother. Um, because Biden, a lot of Clinton. times those affairs do keep you from getting reelected. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at least they used to back when when America was moral before it became a, a trans nation. Um, but I'm, what's interesting about this is, um, Trump is denied. First
1: of all, the affairs Trump is denied and says and pleaded not guilty, and we're not we're not talking about any of that. We're not saying it's real or not. We're trying. We're saying what this prosecutor is trying to do is take a very weak charge at best, but typically is is a slap on the wrist or some kind of fine at the worst. If they were true, and they were past their their expiration date, basically their are the statute of limitations on both of them, no matter how you look at it, trying to strap them together and make them something bigger. We ultimately, we know it's to keep him from running for president, but he's already committed. This is all going to make him stronger. And to your point earlier too, off the air, $10 million since the indictment brother uh, has been raised. That's crazy. right? I know
0: I almost went online and made a donation today, but I didn't because I wanted to give it to you, brother. good. You could just run for something that's worthwhile dog catcher. I don't know, whatever. I, you'd probably make a pretty good dog catcher. The problem is you wouldn't write any tickets. You'd let them all go. You'd be a non prosecuting. You'd be just like that Alvin Bragg guy. You let let the dogs go and you'd probably go arrest some Democrats or something. That's funny. That's funny. Well, it's, um, you know, if you remember last week's episode of the program, we were talking about getting joyful I'm getting happy because, you know, God looks down from heaven and he laughs and he's not nervous um, that I, I heard Bobby Connor today say he's the author and finisher of our faith, not the author and finisher of whoops. That didn't go right. Um, he knew before the foundation of the world what was going to happen. Um, this is a this is an interesting time. And uh, America is. um you know, we're in the valley of decision, right? I mean, right. we're we're in the valley of decision. What what way are gonna, we going to go? And more and more people that I know uh, from both sides of the aisle are are starting to stand up and say, this is not what we wanted, you know? And so we can, you know, we can swallow the propaganda. We can, you know, go along with it for so long, but eventually the tree is known by its fruit and the fruit of what we're seeing and with our kids, our grade schoolers and stuff with some dude dressed up like a chick, you know, rubbing their face in the, you know, their yep. butt in the face of a kindergartner, you know, and that's supposed to be like, oh, that's so forward thinking. And that's so, you know, progressive. No, it's just wrong. And it's weird. And uh, so at any rate, um, I think eventually that's going to happen. But more and more people are starting to stand up and say, No. Uh, we're not going to do this. And so I don't think most people would listen to Doug and Marty versus the world unless they were of that ilk.
1: Yes. <laughs> I will say this. I am encouraged. And, you know, we, you and I both said, and we've heard it on the many pundits that says that if they did go forward with this clearly political witch hunt, um, it would help him. Right. It would increase his odds, if you will, to become president again. And we saw the influence. play, but, but yeah, like fifty nine
0: percent Trump, twenty three percent DeSantis right now.
2: Yeah,
1: so. hardcore Democrats, even and not the you know the crazy ones, but the hardcore sort of always mainstream, always uh, Democrat, always libertarian, even leaning Democrat, have never voted Republican are coming out of the woodworks now saying this is wrong. I'm 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 MAGA all the way. And it's interesting because they're not Republican. They're not going to, you know, but they're going to vote for Trump because it's he's been wrong. It's an example of um, the un- injustice of it. They can yeah, hate it. It's so want, good. But it is. It's unjust. And people still understand that.
0: Americans and, don't like it. Injustice. Yeah. We have never liked it. And we sort of tolerate it because we didn't think there was anything we could do about it. But now we realize there's one thing we can do about it. And that is elect Donald reelect Donald Trump for the third time. <laughs> Yeah, you know,
2: exactly right. <laughs> because
0: 2020 there was, you know, I I was saying in uh 2021 at every opportunity that I was asked to speak at, uh two there are two irrefutable truths. Number one, Jeffrey Epstein did not hang himself and number two, Donald Trump won. So, he won in the biggest landslide in history. It was stolen from him. And mm-hmm. our guest today is a very good friend of mine and and she used to be one of them crazy left-wing Bernie Sanders crap people. And uh, when I met her, she was uh, on the other side, but there was something about her that I just thought this is a nice person. This is a good person, but she's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and, but we start, we got into some lawsuits on election integrity and uh, over the course of time, um, she communicated to me that she now prefers Donald Trump <laughs> and a few other things. I don't want to tell her story. Uh, I think she should tell her own story. Our f- good friend, I've been on this program before, Tambourine Borelli. Tambourine, hello.
2: <laughs> hey, guys.
0: <laughs> good to be back with you. Well, you know, um, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in Washington State. Uh, there's obviously yes. a lot going on on the national stage. I think you're still a Trump supporter. Um, yes. And um, so I, you and I were talking earlier in this week, and uh, there's a there's a a new thing going, working its way through the Washington State Legislature. Uh, tell us about that.
2: So this session, it's been like a barrage of just hideous bills, one after the other. I think over 20 some odd Second Amendment bills, there was a a beauty, uh, otherwise known as HB 1333, Uh, basically was the Ministry of Truth bill, that was the nickname, but it was Uh, requested by the AG literally would make people like us, people who questioned elections, parents who didn't want their five-year-olds having pornographic curriculum, it would make us, quote, violent domestic extremists. So uh, between that and the bill you're referring to, which is Senate Bill 5459, has to do with public records requests of election information. They want to exempt all information, any election information that one would need to conduct an investigation. So, I mean, it's just that crazy, like that they literally are going for it. And under the auspice of, oh, it's to protect our election integrity, right? It's to protect their elections from us, the people. So it's a huge fight because if this goes through, we'll never be able to investigate another election again in Washington state.
1: Well, if we play by those rules. Exactly right. Think about this for a second, though. Wasn't that long ago, just a few years ago, the, the House and the Senate tried to pass a similar type bill to limit the public records request of the communication they had between them and their staffers, them and their constituents, and so forth, which is public records, and there was a public outcry from the citizens like you and I, and they went, well, "Okay, we won't do this." And yet they always focus on things to make sure that we can't look. This is another one yeah. of those where the two two heads. There, you mentioned two different bills that you know the the information one where. This sounds very vaguely, if you will, or aptly uh, like uh, the DOJ, right? Merrick Garland uh, uh, labeling parents domestic terrorists when they show up at board yes. meetings. Same type of thing, right?
2: Exactly the same type of thing. And they even referenced that in the hearing that they uh, wanted to change the verbiage to be a little gentler. So they, instead of domestic terrorists, they they. Uh, knocked it down a peg and it's violent domestic uh, extremists instead of terrorists. Like that matters. And I'm not trying to
1: see, I'm not trying to scare our listener, but think about this. First of all, it's the heavy hammer, scare you. And then it's like, Oh, we're going to pass a law to cover things up. So you couldn't do anything anyway. You can't see nothing to see here. Nothing
2: to see here.
1: It's the, uh, the fairest and safest and most accountable election ever, but you can't look at it
2: right? Uh, Doesn't that just defy any logic there? Like no one hides anything unless they have something to hide. I mean, where is just, you don't even have to have acute critical thinking. I mean, it's just common sense, Mm -hmm. right? Something's uh, rotten in the cotton there.
1: (laughs) There's been the mantra for years, especially coming from the left, believe it or not, was what do you have to hide? Why can't the government look at your stuff?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to us, right? right. Our personal right. privacy. Well, if you don't have anything to hide, you shouldn't blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, if, <laughs> exactly. And so, but they're hiding everything. And, you know, I I, I like to watch Tucker Carlson. I try to watch Tucker pretty much every day just because I feel like he's the most, at least truthful. And he said, after he released the the uh, January 6th tapes, he goes, January 6th is the second biggest fraud perpetrated on the American public. And then he went on and he said the first biggest fraud was the 2020 election. Oh, wow. So so even, even Tucker Carlson's going, no, Joe Biden did not get 81 million votes, period. End of story, right? They used the mail-in voting system to defraud Donald Trump of his landslide victory. Would you agree?
2: 100%. And really that sentence right there in regard to mail-in voting it really is if you boil everything away the bottom line to election integrity is getting rid of mail-in voting going back and you know me doug i'm a broken record for years now it literally there's one solution and it's going back to in person with id hand counted paper ballots at the small precinct level you can on audit you can audit a
0: paper ballot mm-hmm. with ID. not only can and you, you can audit say it.
2: and you can say look this
0: precinct had this many votes there should not be precincts with more votes than voters would you agree with that
2: 100 percent. and here's <laughs> another thing guess what uh we found that 1300 precincts in the last election had more Votes than registered voters. Now that's thirteen hundred
0: precincts in Washington State in the last election. So twenty two. Yeah, and here's the thing that that doesn't seem right to me. That there seems something something seems to be wrong with that. But I shouldn't say that because I might get canceled. <laughs> Marty, are you going to cancel me, bro?
1: <laughs> I wouldn't cancel your brother. I mean if this because the you, fact miss people, that they can lie you miss to people. You miss people and and say. That, The fact that they, at the federal level and the state level, and even sometimes local levels too, hey, you can't ask the question. You can't even question. it. This is, remember we couldn't question science and now science is proving that, hey, we've been right all along questioning the science. That's the the whole idea. Here, don't question the election integrity. Why not? You did, you did in 2016. You questioned the the results then, and illegitimate, not my president, remember? And so it's like, once again, uh, you listen to what they actually do, not what they say, right? Um, This is interesting. So how do people stop this tambourine?
2: So, yes, thank you. Uh, You can go to weicu.org, and there will be explicit directions and instructions of what we can do to stop this. Because the interesting thing is when it passed the Senate, I was focused on HB 1333. So that got away from me. That and was the ministry, finally, of,
0: the ministry of Truth one.
2: Right. And so when I finally raised my head from that, I had seen that it had passed largely bipartisan. My senator voted for it, and he's a good guy. Uh, Fortunato voted for it. And I just was stunned that it was a, a bipartisan vote past, I believe it was 40, 42 or 43 to four. So I did in 24 to 48 hours, I did a massive campaign and got hundreds of people to weigh in on the hearing in the house. It was the house, uh, the house committee, uh, state government and tribal relations committee and it was overwhelming, you guys. I love there those was, guys. Oh, there was 11 Because
0: they got their pages. own license plate. They got their own casinos and everything. And yet they can still come in and do whatever they want in our government too. So why should, <laughs> we should be able to go mess with them.
2: But, well, listen to this. There was 11 pages of con and only the auditors weighed in pro and maybe one or two actual people, right? And I testified that day at the hearing. And the thing is, is, we got 41 people to do what's called a lawful notice. It is richly anchored in our constitution, basically putting the representatives on notice that if they pass this bill or vote for it, they are usurping the people's power. That's just a, a little caveat in it. And here's the thing. When it came down to the vote, the Republican there was there's four to there's four democrats and three republicans all three republicans voted against it and broke rank with the settler republican senators who voted with it so it had something to do with it when the people came together locked arms and said no 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 you're not going to do this so that's the plan with the house vote and if you go again to weicu.org you'll be able to see uh, how and what you can do to be a part of that in stopping them from taking away our constitutionally protected right to free and fair elections. And
0: open and transparent?
2: Yeah. yeah, Trans, You know, <laughs> the call tag is transparent, secure, and publicly verified elections.
0: There we yeah, go. I mean,
2: and why not?
0: I mean, why, who wouldn't want that? Well, only people <laughs> that are hiding like, something. Left and right, I don't care who. Yes, yeah, and because Social. even on their side, right? That's that was one of the things that, that one of the reasons you got involved was that they had stolen all this stuff from Bernie, right? And you were a Bernie yeah. thing, and I then was, you re- then I was when a
2: national delegate, and I saw that they stole uh, the primary from Bernie. I was on the board of Election Justice USA. We had the proof of it.
0: So what happened when you handed Bernie Sanders the proof?
2: So (laughs) Mm -hmm. it basically showed in the primary, it was statistically impossible, right? And so we gave him like a hundred page report and he ignored it. And on the very next day, he gathered all the delegates in one of those hotel conference rooms, told us that he was uh, conceding and that we should support Hillary and I just about threw up <laughs> like, that's why I never got involved in politics or ever voted before because politicians have always been you know people that Stop. I couldn't trust and yeah. I thought so I could I, trust them sounds like he made let's, a deal, let's
0: talk about okay so um, you just recently made a another political run for secretary of state And uh, and I think you single handedly turned the conversation to election integrity. I think that was probably the greatest. I had never seen anybody single handedly turn every tone. I talked to Mark Malosha. He called me and said, I'm going to get in this race for secretary." I said, well, Mark, I support Tambourine Borelli. I don't think you should do it. You're doing a good job at at Family Policy Institute, et cetera. And I go, but let me ask you this. What do you think about election integrity? He said, You know, I think the elections are pretty good, Doug. I think that, you know, it's not really a big deal to me. Then yeah. I saw him in front of a crowd like two weeks later, and he goes, My top three issues are election integrity, election integrity, and election integrity. Talk about figuring out what side of the bread the butter was on, right? That's right. That's right. And so, you know, and I've known Mark for a long time. You know, good guy, like a Christian guy. Haven't talked to him since. I don't know. He won't return my calls. But, um, (laughs) you know, he. But this, this ability that you have to to mobilize people to help people, you know, um, I think if if you're listening, like you're over in Spokane or Tri Cities or uh, anywhere over here uh, in Washington. Uh, go to d- w e i c u dot is that com or org dot that? org yeah org and then um you know contact tambourine invite her to come to your clubs and stuff she's fun She <laughs> you. she like a preacher she's preaching it um and um but you you made a you made a switch okay you t- why were you a bernie person tell it let's i want people to hear your story tell us you've told me but tell the tell the listeners
2: Well, being someone that never was politically involved at all my whole life, uh, when 2016 rolled around and I heard Bernie, you know, being ignorant completely of policy, I had no idea about, you know, what was what. But I liked the fact that he didn't sound like your average politician. It seemed like he was calling out you know, the ruling class or, you know, the, the powers that be, for lack of a better term. So that was my draw to him. Then, as I educated myself, especially after that night in Philadelphia, when when he ignored the election integrity report and then asked us to uh, support Hillary. Support the devil. I, I was only there to make sure she didn't you know, win because I knew literally she was incarnate evil. So at that point, I began to educate myself and I understood slowly but surely within the next year or two that I wasn't uh, progressive at all, really. I was a conservative. And I always tell you this, Doug, through our relationship with the election integrity lawsuit, it was the first time that I was around conservatives, you, Art, Keith, and it was, you know, you guys were nothing to what the Democrats had painted Republicans to be, right? It's that game of, you know, making uh, this illusion, all the lies, you know, so people hate each other, right? And when I saw that, that was just exactly that, a lies, and I was like, you guys are some of the the most uh, upstanding Beautiful human beings I have met in a while. So, you had a lot to do with uh, my transition into being conservative. Um, And I really look at myself as that. I believe in the Constitution uh, mostly. I'm not, I'm still not so hot on parties you know i've experienced the democrat party i've experienced the republican party both seem to not like me very much right there's something about being a truth teller that politics or politicians or parties do not like very much so i will marty and i run into that just a few times yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's what we're doing wrong man if we
0: would just if we would just go with the flow, man, if we just get along,
2: who knows (laughs) what I'd probably be a congressman by now. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And that's never been me. So um, definitely a lover of our constitution, of our republic. And until I have my last breath, I will fight to make sure that we can restore that beautiful republic that that God uh, inspired here. So,
0: you know, I, I've told the story, but I was I was at the Sonic drive in and tambourine calls me. And then all of a sudden she says, I love Donald Trump. I've changed. What what made you start liking
2: Donald Trump? Well, because I saw that he was just like me, an outlier. Right. I've always been an outlier. That's why the Democrats hated me. The Republicans hated me. He speaks his mind. He doesn't care whether people like him or not. And I could identify with him. So he,
0: he yeah. was really more like what you thought Bernie was, right? He was yeah, the guy exactly. that you <laughs> yeah. thought, oh, Bernie's like, but then when it all came down, here's Bernie. And he's like, "Vote yes. for Hillary,
2: right? Yes, and yes. Donald exactly. Trump and Trump is like, put her in jail.
1: Right? Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, and Trump, when Lock her up. you
1: ever see Trump um, get losing the primary, first of all, and saying, go ahead and support Jeb Bush. No, he would never do that, right? No. So, so you know
2: what that is, you guys. That's a negotiation. Yes. That's right? Yep. And that's what politicians and parties do. They negotiate. And it's always not in the favor of the people. I don't care what their politics are, left or right. It's always against the people of this country.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I, I guarantee you there's been negotiations on, on, against me at some point in time about those that should have been my friends. So, Well, I've, I've
0: participated. In those, well, there we go. Brother. <laughs> I was happy to get my 30 pieces of silver, brother. There oh, we go. No, brother so, I want to read,
1: I'm gonna, I, I say this a couple of things that strikes me. You know, I love your passion, I love your story. I, I love the fact that, uh, for, first of all, you and Doug and, and everybody had a common issue, a common interest, which oftentimes brings people together. And to your yeah. point, is what the big media big tech, now uh, the left government, and many try to divide us along color lines, economic lines, political lines, and like you said, you don't know each other. I remember going to a wedding years ago and and meeting a woman who's from Chicago who had never met a true live white person in her life. You know, it was was like, well, you're not like what I expected, right? It's it's this idea that we're separated, right? Yeah. But around common interests, common, like, hey, this is okay, let's work together on this. You get to know each other, realize that we're all human, and that yeah. we all really are conservative. When we think about, we want to raise our family, we want to honor God, we want to you know, live our own lives. Yeah. The cool thing, though, too, is all too often, many of us, even Doug and I, get distracted with too many things, you know, you have a very strong sense of right and wrong. I think it's another reason why uh, you and Doug are so close, and why we love you so much. Is it's the sort of we 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 see, when we see things that are wrong, people go, "That's not right." You know, there's yeah. a, and then this election integrity thing. It uh, strikes me as that this is wrong. Yeah. Without yeah. this, it's all a lie. And so uh, to stop lying. This is wrong. It needs to be corrected. And so having that clarion call and that clarity to focus on this issue, when you know people on the right, Republican Party, people on the Democrat Party want you to go somewhere else to not look at this because it benefits certain people on both sides that are empowered. Yes. Yes. And so I I thank you for keep on doing this, bringing it to our attention as well letting our listeners know, but really it's, 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 we got to have people that's where their passion is focused on these issues to keep us all engaged, if if you will. Otherwise we get distracted to the next hot topic, if you will. And then uh, they continue to do what they're doing, which is trying to hide and put more obstacles up. So it makes it impossible in the future for us to actually see what's going on.
2: Right. Doug? Marty, you are so uh, on point with that because there are masters that focus on just that distracting the people uh, putting the next uh, circus show in front of them Uh, you know it's like the magician's sleight of hand look over here so you don't see what's happening over here and it's how they've been able to get this far with their plan right so that's what the main work is is for us to shake people awake uh, be the town crier, you know, because it's the fourth quarter here now. And they're intent on going all the way, and they have to, because if they don't, then they'll be found guilty of treason. And you know what the consequence of that is. So they're going for it all the way. We have to be no less going for it all the way, because what's at stake is literally the future of this beautiful country and for our, you know, generations that come after us. So it's, it's huge. Distractions are the enemy. We got to focus on what the solution is. When you ask
1: the common person, I'll go in a second here. When you ask the con person, all that Tambourine is advocating for is what we were already given before it's taken away. The right to see that our vote is counted. The right to see that only those that are allowed to vote actually voted. they the counting that the election process that we put the peaceful transfer of power is actually trustworthy. Yes. And and that's not unreasonable. And yet what (laughs) they're trying to do is saying, this is crazy. This is absurd. You should just not, you should trust us. But they've given us no reason to trust them, right, Doug?
0: Well, you know, they've given us reason to trust them to not trust them. Right. You know, that. (laughs) I mean, so and the other thing is, is that they always accuse the other side of doing what they're doing. Right. That's how you. that's a Marxist tactic. Yeah. If I if I say you're doing it while I'm doing it, then then it's like, oh, well, we can't come back because you're going to say, well, I just accused you of that. So you're just I know you are. But what am I? you know, kind of a thing. It's it's almost like this childish little, little thing. Um, You know, I've heard it called projection and stuff like that. But um, this, this thing is, um, this is, this is to the point where there will be no more Republicans in Washington state other than the Republicans that are rhinos, right? Because they're the only ones that'll be allowed to do it. Now it's a County by County situation, Um, But if you can continue to win Spokane County, Clark County, Snohomish County, Pierce County, you know, Pierce County did not want to do mail in uh, voting. Do you know that? But the state the state actually imposed it on Pierce County. Pierce County was one of the last counties to uh, say, no, we don't want to do it. We want in-person voting and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. We don't want mail in. Mm -hmm. And the Washington State Legislature, uh, I believe it was in 2014, forced Mail-in voting on all of us. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. I mean, it's so kind of like the
2: thing. Sorry, Doug. Go, go ahead. I well, just I'm wanna, just saying. I'll,
0: you know, this the idea yeah. is that, that what made America really protected was that the most power was in the local, the most local government, right? It so still you're still
2: is that's the thing. If Pierce County would have understood their constitutionally protected right, they could have stood ground. And if they stood ground and got the people involved, did a campaign, and all of the ants locked arms, the grasshoppers would have had to have turned around and walked away defeated. That's what we have to do today. It, it is local. It can still be done locally, one county at a time. They have the jurisdiction and the authority to have every county have their ballots counted by hand if they want to.
0: Yeah, the the state is not empowered to oversee at that level any more than like with our federal elections, right? It's about the states, right? The state legislatures have the, the authority over the federal election, right? And um, that was the problem uh, in 2020, where you had these governors mm-hmm. saying, we will have mail-in voting in this election without the consent of the state legislatures, which, uh, you know, we should, we should have won every one of those lawsuits, right, Tambourine, 100%.
2: So we, so we, we still have a we have creed a cre- that are active. Yeah. By the way. So
1: and we know the state's rights. We know the local rights. We know this. We we seen in the state of Washington where they like this top heavy down top down heavy um, uh, pressure. When you think about the superintendent of public instruction, right, where it's just advisory thing where you all the school districts around the state adopt the advice and put in, implement these programs that are egregious to our parents you just said, right? It's supposed to be the school board,
0: right? It's supposed to be the 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 local local school board.
1: Right, but yet, those local school boards was threatened, we had Matt Marshall on, was threatened for personally the lot to sue them if they didn't follow state guidelines, right? Around COVID, around the sex education, whatever it may be. So, you know, this is very heavy-handed sort of militarization, you know, personal threat to do what you were saying. So here we have Secretary of State, to Tambrane's point, you know, and the legislature working to force mail-in balloting statewide. And all I got to say, but you have three names there. There were a series of people that were in secretary of state that were Republicans, if you will, Sam, uh, Rice, right? Ralph Monroe and Kim Wyman, right? It's like, okay. And yet those people were the ones in office when all of these anti-election integrity, the mail-in ballots, the postage paid uh, mail outs, the um, the removing the right to challenge individual ballots. All those things happen under their, their watch. To Doug's point, you know, if this continues and we don't push back, the only people who will be here will be the Republicans that really aren't looking after, that there aren't conservative in nature, if you will, rhinos.
0: Well, whoever uh, whoever controls the election controls the state, controls yes. the government, controls the taxes, controls the money, controls everything. Because, you know, we we had this back in the uh uh, 1960s, 70s, and 80s. Even before that, in in uh, Soviet Union, they had elections. They had elections, but the elections didn't mean anything because they already said, you know, Khrushchev's going to get elected or Gorbachev or whoever. And thank you for your vote, but you know your vote, and you'd better vote right. Or they, you know, yeah. if it wasn't a secret ballot. They were like, you didn't vote for the right guy. You know, we're coming over to your house tonight.
2: Right. You Right.
0: And uh, it's going to be painful for you. So you're like, yeah, I'll vote for the right guy because you don't have a secret ballot. Right. So these things are um, and and do we, you know, this whole chain of custody thing. Mm. Do right. we really have a secret ballot? No, because we don't even know because I got my ballot in there. If my signature on it and something go, oh, let's see how Doug Bowser votes. Open it up. Oh, well, this guy's yeah. obviously to be a second derivative.
2: And do you I, know that ballots can get uh, emailed in and faxed in? I mean, come on! They talk about a I discovered that of during my recount. Yes. They, told, I mean, they told me. They told, I, I
0: said. Uh, I said, what are those ballots with the orange cover sheets? Oh, those were ballots that were emailed or faxed in. And I said, hmm. Well, is that? Le-? And they go, well, but it's military. It's mostly military. Well, then the assistant elections director came over and said, well, they're not all military, but you know, it could be for other reasons too. So she was downplaying that. Well, the nice thing was during the recount, they had those ballots with the orange cover sheets separated out. Not a single one of those ballots went for me, the Republican candidate. So if those were military ballots, why wouldn't I have at least got one, right? Wow. And so there's 20, 30 of these things or whatever, and zero of them went for me. They all went for Adam Smith. And uh, and I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so military. Those are the
2: things that you have to look at as far as the landscape of just how far the integrity has fallen with this type of system. Case in point is my primary in 22, the Secretary of State race. Mind you, I had more donations and individual supporters than the top Republican contenders, Keith Wagner and Bob Haglin. I raised more, I had commercials, I had radio. They did not. Mark Molosha, who you uh, referenced earlier, he actually did have commercials and radio and he, he had 9% of the vote. They had 11%, give or take a point or two uh, between Bob Hagelin and Wagner. And mind you, Wagner, Uh, campaigned on that he thought mail-in voting, our system was the most convenient and accessible, right? That is the Democrat uh, uniparty narrative, okay? That's who the party supported. I got 4%, right? So here's the thing about this, the percentages and, and Doug, you know about this. This is about the algorithm in the machines where they program percentages on the front end. So no matter how many ballots come in, Say, for instance, if I had more ballots than Mark Malosia or the other two, if if they programmed me to have 4%, no matter how many ballots came in for me, if it made it go over the programmed percentage, which was 4%, the, the ballots would get divvied up amongst the others until their programmed percentage was achieved. And how do I know that? Because... From election night, and many people noticed this, I found later, that on election night, there was 900,000 ballots that came in or that was counted, right? So all those percentages were what I had said. Through the uh, days after, two, three days after, there was about a million other ballots that came in. And guess what did not change by 1%. each and every candidate's percentage stayed the same which is statistically impossible in my in
0: my race on day one 28 point something day two 28 point something day three 28 point something day 4 28 every single day exactly the same percentage i've talked to computer people and statistic uh, uh, statisticians and things like that and they're like doug that's not statistically possible it isn't because right. people some precincts lean republicans some you know at least you know if i'm if i'm 28 in you know in this district over here in auburn I might be like 34 in this other one over here in federal way. Right. Or something like that. Maybe I'm not going to win, but there's going to be some bouncing and the, the they're some not
1: variance. Yeah. I've
0: never, and I've, I've ran, you know, that was my fifth time I've run. I've never had that happen before ever. It was always a swing of a few points every day. And, you know, finally ended up at 28 every time, but <laughs> <laughs> that's how you <laughs> at, know. Least were, at least they were a little cagey about it <laughs> in the past. That so, uh, weren't rock solid. There is no Republican getting elected in this state. Doggone it. And um, yeah, uh, so we are in, uh, you know, we're in trouble. So does that mean people shouldn't vote or what?
2: Well, I'll say this. What people should do is understand that until we rally together, uh, everyone that has differences, because that's another game that those that, control everything they make sure we're all divided so Mm. you know subdivided and are fighting and hating hating each other we need to put everything that we have in differences aside our personal uh, issues and come together on one thing and that is the solution to this election fraud problem and we have to insist upon to our legislators left right you know doesn't matter that the people insist upon having no machines counting their their ballots, none at all. We have enough evidence to know that they are compromised and that we have to go to in-person with ID, hand counted paper ballots. Until then, and I hate to say this, it's the truth, but it's the big pink elephant in the room. People are talking about the next election of 2024. You know, the governor's race and the presidential race. It's like, hello, people. <laughs> right? Instead of putting all your energy, time and money in the next election, how about we put all of that towards a campaign to make sure that we can have a real election again? Because if not, we're all just like... uh acting out the definition of insanity. That's the truth.
1: (laughs) I made a comment, and it's true before as well. It's a very good point there, Tamarine, that you you almost have to win in a rigged system to change the system, right? The way it's set up now, you've got to somehow do like a Trump did where he won unexpectedly. Yeah, but they'll never
2: let that happen again, Martin, because it was a shock.
1: But this is the the lure for many conservatives this time. Maybe when I get there, I can make a difference. No, we have to make a difference because right now the system is working against us. But to your point, we should be focusing on fixing the system now so that there's a fair shot, if you will. Yes. Uh, and I, I appreciate that. But to Doug's point earlier, yes, you have to vote. One of our problems has been for the longest time, even though, yes, we know there's a problem with the machine. Yes, we know problems with mail and We Yes, we know that they use... Fear, intimidation, and separation, all that stuff is true. There's still a truth that there's a lot of conservatives that do not vote. There's a lot of conservatives that aren't even registered uh, in the state and the nation that, if they actually mobilized in that way, took it seriously for both counts, fixing the system and turning out to vote, I think it matters. Don't you think? Well,
0: it would be certainly harder to stuff the ballot box, right? Because you'd have to, you know, the amount of ballots that you'd, you know the fake ballots, the the you know whatever. It, it rises exponentially. Now I think I I agree with Tambourine. I think that they're getting smarter, and they're they're they have a lot more ballots in reserve to do what they you know the suitcases of ballots right was that in Georgia or wherever where they had the security camera. I mean whatever happened, why isn't that person in prison? You know where do they what you know? But it's like well we see it, but then nothing happens. We got the two thousand mules. We see it, but why aren't those people in jail? Right, where's the trial? Where's the, you know, where's the, you know, you put the pressure on them and they give up the bigger dog. Right. It's like, you're Mm going to go to jail for 30 years, but Hey, maybe we make a deal tell us who hired you and maybe we'll let you go in a year. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Barack Obama hired me (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) Right. So um, there are, you know, so we have prosecutorial problems. We have George Soros, prosecutors, uh, Lisa Manion here in uh, King County, um just magically beat Jim Farrell when everybody wanted law and order somehow the the lefty the lefty gets in right mm-hmm. that doesn't want to prosecute uh people and stuff like that um you know eventually it's gonna get it's gonna get real vigilante right tambourine
2: you know uh I can't see how it could not right because if they remove every peaceful Avenue that was laid out, for us by our forefathers. Every, i uh, our grievances um, and the people, I mean, history proves that if there's no way to resolve it then, and, and I don't know if that's what they want. You know, it's, it's hard to tell, but all I know is that we, we peacefully can educate each other, And lock arms under this one thing. All people, no matter what their politics are, is to come together. And that's one thing they're terrified of. Mm -hmm. And that's why they hate me so much on both sides. Because I've been on both sides. I know there's good people on both Mm -hmm. sides. That if we can just come under this one banner together and insist that those who are our servants... Right. There are servants and Mm -hmm. we have fallen so far from the proper relationship between the people and their servants that it's unrecognizable of what their purpose was originally originally supposed to be. They're supposed to do our business and enact our will. So that's what we have to insist upon now. And that's part of the action that we have set forth to stop this bill is to give our servants lawful notice that they are to stop what they're doing to usurp the people's power and making our elections not transparent and available to us for inspection it has to start there
0: if you can't if you can't be unelected yes then you're going to do whatever you want right right. you're You're going to take any you can raise up any tax you can do anything and if you can't and if you can't if you know the judges are not going to going to uh, take action against you, then you can be as lawless as you want. And so, you know, it's one of these things I've been talking about, Marty, for the last couple of years. Where are the attorneys that are willing to run for judge? Where are the judges? The righteous. We need, well, I got this practice or I'm gonna get disbarred or whatever. You know, some at some point or other, you're gonna get disbarred and they're gonna take your house and your family and they're gonna hold they're gonna murder you mm-hmm. and they're gonna be thinking they doing God a service. And so we have got to, uh, be willing to, to fight at now. The time is not then the time is now. Mm -hmm. I
1: want to bring this back full circle for you, Tambreen from, if you're Democrat, probably not listening to this show, unless you're, uh, you know, kind of <laughs> trolling us. Unless you're smart. Uh, independent, conservative, whatever.
2: There's always uh,
1: trolls. There's always trolls. So if you're listening out there, though, it's a simple case of right and wrong. It is wrong to to have questions around um, whether it's, it's fair or not. Unfairness, if people fundamentally, in their soul and their flesh, understand when things are unfair. We talked about the beginning of the show about how it's uh, it was unjust for what they're doing to Donald Trump. People are responding to that. It is unjust to p- close the doors and not let us see and make sure our election uh, system is fair. It, the very basis of our entire nation, the way we do things, is based on that trust that we have a voice in the system.
0: And name calling, name calling is not an argument. Right. Right. And so instead of like answering our objections, uh, like these machines are great. Well, great. Let's look at the metadata and all the other stuff. Um, No, no, you guys are just conspiracy nuts and you're just, uh, you know, you're ugly and you smell funny, whatever. The the name calling. Right. That is a that is another. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a sign that something is wrong, you know, and now like this thing in Nashville, right, where this trans person went in and killed these these six people. And they want to make it all about guns. And I heard, I actually literally heard uh, people on the left on the news saying, we need to be more like Australia. We need to disarm (laughs) everything else. And I'm thinking, did you see what happened during the pandemic in Australia? They had concentration camps. And they were putting lawful people who did not want to comply with uh, mask mandates, lockdowns, et cetera, in concentration camps under armed guards. And that's, they want to be like that. Uh, No, thank you. No, thank you. But they, you know, I think that all of this stuff's being revealed. And so God bless you, Tambourine, that you're, you're, you're out there. You're, you're, you're a voice. You're, you're, you're not being intimidated. You're not backing down. I know people on the Republican party have attacked you. I know people on the other side, of course, they, they can't stand you. People all over the spectrum, (laughs) widely disparage you, but I've been around you. And I honor you, and I back you up, and I know that what you're what you're saying, is uh, uh, probably about ninety eight percent right, and the two percent that you're wrong, you're gonna say, Doug, thank you for being right in that two percent. There we go. So-
1: <laughs> hey, Henry, I'll say this too. Uh, I tell my kids this all the time. Of course, we all want to be liked. It's in our DNA to be liked by people, but it's much better to be respected than it is to, to do things that would to make yourself liked. And we respect you. Um, it, it takes a lot of guts and courage to do what you're doing and continue to do it. So, yeah, um, I think you get respect from both sides. What do they mean? I appreciate not, that. You know?
0: <laughs> I, I yeah. heard once that was said that a person is known by their enemies, you know, and if you have the right people that don't like you, that's a good thing. So, you know,
2: <laughs> I have many Then, but they said, you know, uh, or, or it's been said by the Lord, they will hate you. Uh, because of me and when i think of the lord i think of the embodiment of truth and justice so if they hate me because of the truth that god's put on my heart to stand for then so be it
0: (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely absolutely well, I think if you're listening and you want to go uh, check out what Tambourine Borelli is up to our guest today, you can go to weicu.org and get involved. And uh, I don't know. Now we're recording this earlier in the week. So by Saturday, when this thing airs, uh, this thing may have already gone through. But if not, uh, you still want to make your voice heard. We don't want our elections and our election processes is exempt from public disclosure. That is. Would be the opposite of transparency. Am I right, Tambourine?
2: That's a hundred percent right,
0: Doug. <laughs> right, and of course, if you want to uh, get in contact with me and my good friend Marty, you can go to Doug and dot com and listen to uh, you could listen to this episode again. You can listen to uh, previous episodes. You can contact us, and uh, you can find out. You know if there's anything. Goofy going on. Marty and I are going to be heading to South Carolina in August, and that's going to be a lot of fun as well. I'm sure we'll get some great interviews while we're there, too, brother. That'll be I can't awesome. wait, brother. That's going to be fun. Yeah. And uh, I am so excited about Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. Come go to church. Bring a friend. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. Doug and
1: Marty versus the world. He is risen, brother.